From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, we count it a privilege to welcome you to another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today, we'll hear another message in the life and earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, a series preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Today's devotional is entitled, Afflictions, But No Broken Bones. The text is found in Psalm 34 and verse 20. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. This promise, by the context, is referred to the much-afflicted righteous man. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He may suffer skin wounds and flesh wounds, but no great harm shall be done, not a bone of him shall be broken. This is a great comfort to a tried child of God, and comfort which I dare accept, for up to this hour I have suffered no real damage from my many afflictions. I have neither lost faith, nor hope, nor love. Nay, so far from losing these bones of character, they have gained in strength and energy. I have more knowledge, more experience, more patience, more stability than I had before the trials came. Not even my joy has been destroyed. Many a bruise have I had by sickness, bereavement, depression, slander, and opposition. But the bruise has healed, and there has been no compound fracture of a bone, not even a simple one. The reason is not far to seek. If we trust in the Lord, He keeps all our bones, and if He keeps them, we may be sure that not one of them is broken. Come, my heart, do not sorrow. Thou art smarting, but there are no bones broken. Endure hardness, and bid defiance to fear. Thank you. 
made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth in the midst of this season of celebration with all its attendant activities may you know the reality of god's unspeakable gift his blessed son the lord jesus christ from the ministry of let the bible speak we wish you and yours a most blessed and joyous christmas
this broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns concludes a message entitled, Christ and the Holy Family. In the text, Mark chapter 3, we find the Lord Jesus teaching the multitudes who gathered around him. At some point, his mother and his brethren came and wanted him to come out to them. The motivation was to convince him to stop what he was doing, for in their minds he was mad. These brethren were his brothers and sisters whom Mary had borne after Christ's birth. The Lord Jesus ignored their pleas, pointing to those who followed him as his true family. Thankfully, in spite of his earthly family's attitude toward him, they did come to believe on him following his resurrection from the dead. A precious reality illustrated here is that Christ loves every soul he saves as much as he loved his mother. May the reality of Christ's love thrill your heart now and cause you to love him more. Now Dr. Cairns brings the final portion of this message, Christ and the Holy Family. What is that which is most evident in the life of Christ and should be most evident in the life of every Christian? It is to do the will of his Father. In fact, it is by reflecting this aspect of Christ that we are proved to be his disciples. Did he not say, who is my uh, brother or sister or my mother? Who is it? The ones who do the will of my Father. The ones who do the will of God. The ones who are like Christ in this, in his determination to do the will of his Father. It's a glorious study in the New Testament when you look to see how nothing could stop Christ from this. Nothing could stop him. On this occasion, he steadfastly went on with his work. On other occasions, when Satan or man got in his way, to use the words of Scripture, he set his face as a flint to go to Jerusalem. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me. I must do it. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. There was a determination. And that was in fulfillment of the great messianic promise of Isaiah 42 and verse 4. He shall not feel or be discouraged till he have said judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. What a beautiful picture of Christ. The, if I could coin a word, the undiscourageable one. The one who could not be depressed or put in despair or turned aside, who kept the goal before him and said, I must finish the work. I have a people to save and save them I will. I have a sacrifice to make, and make it I will. I have a victory to accomplish, and accomplish it I will. Thank God he finished the work. We have no part in that work. But we have a ministry as co-workers with the Spirit of God in preaching that work. There's much to discourage, isn't it? As many a time your family will tell you what Christ's family told him. You're mad. You're mad. It's time to quit this. I have known parents and they got really worried when their children showed an interest in being Christians. One of the most horrible experiences I had as a young person as a young Sunday school teacher I can well remember in our little church in Mount Marion setting my class before me 
And they were a class of early teenagers. I was an old fellow. I was about 17 myself. I later, the next year, graduated to teaching senior girls because there's nobody else to do it. That was what it was to be in a small church. You just had to do anything. And there was this class of 13, 14-year-old boys. We were going through the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. I'll never forget that day. I can still see a young fellow. I could bring you to the place he lived. I remember him to this day. And the tears were running down his cheeks and God was dealing mightily with his soul. When he went home, his mother wondered, what's wrong with you? And he told her, I'm concerned about my soul and I want to be a Christian. She said, that's enough of that nonsense. You'll never be back in that church. You think of it. He could go to the church around the corner and they would make him a dancer. They would make him a card player. And she wouldn't turn a hair. But because we were trying to make him a Christian, she said, enough of that. That's why. The tragedy is, I think he was discouraged and turned away from Christ. At least that was true at that time. Never give up because of the opinions of man. When I look at what Christ shows of himself here, I see his absolute honesty in dealing with souls. If they didn't belong to him spiritually, he said so. If they did, he said so. There's no one spoke more kindly than Christ. There's no one showed such love as the Lord Jesus. No one showed more patience. And the rest of the life stories of his family would testify to how patiently he dealt with them, ultimately to bring them into himself. But he dealt with absolute honesty. You see, what Christ was dealing with were souls. Ever living, never dying souls. If you're going to live forever in heaven or exist forever in hell, if that is true, believe this book, my friend, it's true. Then it's not love that beclouds the issue, but satanic deception. Jesus spoke plainly, honestly. I trust you'll get the message this morning and find out whether you're in this repudiated bunch or in the family of God. The Lord Jesus also showed us how glorious is the nearness that he has with his believing people. Nearness in name and nearness in nature. Do you see what he calls them? This is my brother. This is my sister. And indeed even, this is my mother. That flabbergasts me. To be quite honest, I don't know what to make of it. It's such a statement of Christ that goes beyond my comprehension. 
Uh, we can say, he's simply saying, this is my family, that's true. But can you imagine the Lord Jesus looks at you if you're saved? Where did he find you? He found you in a dunghill. Find you on a dunghill. And he says, That's my brother. That's my sister. To some woman who's laboring in the cause of Christ, nurturing nourishing, edifying her own children and the saints of God. Can you imagine Jesus said that's not just a mother in Israel. I'll call her my mother. For the body she's nourishing, the body of Christ is my body. What closeness. When the psalmist said that he found, the Lord found him among, in the dunghill and placed him among the princes, that was nothing to what Jesus said. When he says, this is my brother, my sister, my nearest, my dearest, my closest in name and in nature. It's not a privilege in heaven or on earth greater than this than to be so closely, dearly related to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see, of course, his infinite grace. I said Jesus loved Mary. Calvary proved that. Sure he did. Could you imagine how a sinless child would love his mother? I don't know how he could, but I can't describe it, I mean, but it must be perfect love. He loved his mother. No son ever loved a mother as Jesus loved Mary. No brother ever loved his brothers and sisters as Jesus loved his family. And yet, he looks at you and me whom he found in the dunghill and brought to saving faith. And they said, you're the objects of this love. You're as close to the heart of the Son of God as it is possible for any person to be. You remember the old hymn, Near to the Heart of God, Nearer I cannot be, for in the person of his Son I am as near as he. Dear to the heart of God, dearer I cannot be, for in the person of his Son I am as dear as he. I want you to try and See this morning as we come to a close, not a preacher. Get your eyes beyond this creature. 
I want you to see the Lord Jesus. On the one hand, repudiating some who thought they had a right to his favor. On the other hand, saying, Behold, my mother, my brethren. Behold, my holy family. Then look more carefully. Examine more closely. And find, as I scan that family of God, am I among them? Am I there? That's the only family that's worth being in. Every other family circle will be broken and perish forever. That is the family of God. May God give you grace to see Christ this morning, to get to the cross, and to hear his word. Obey it, for the word of God's commandment is that you believe on him whom he has sent and receive him as Savior and as Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's all pray. Father in heaven, how we thank thee that the Son of God came to be related to people such as we are. How we thank thee that he is our Savior, our Redeemer, but he is also our elder brother. He has said, Behold, my brethren, behold my family. We thank thee that after him the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And our God, we rejoice in the privilege of being called the children of God. We ask thee that thou wilt speak thy word to every heart. We pray, Lord, that some here today who have not known Christ will come to know him. We pray, our God, that thou wilt not permit people to go out to meet the Lord, basing their hopes of his favor on some false foundation only to be repudiated. Oh, God, have mercy, we pray, and bring the lost to the Savior. Give them the gift of saving faith and evangelical repentance. And Lord, give your own people that grace to be like Christ in their determination and devotion to do the will of God. Hear our prayer now, we ask of thee. Part us with thy blessing and keep us in thy fear. Grant that thy grace, thy mercy, and thy peace will be our everlasting portion. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, 
Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 